Welcome to a new episode of the Superpowered Fancast. This is Darren. So this week on the uh, Fancast, I got to interview writer uh, Julio Anta. And Mr. Anta has a new comic book out from uh, Image Comics called Home. It's a story of a mother and son who travel to the United States and attempt to legally immigrate. And they run into the child separation policy, which separates the two of them. But what no one knows is that the young boy in the story has a secret. He has superpowers. So it's a great story that touches on a lot of uh, a lot of great ideas. And it was a pleasure for me to talk to to Julio about uh, his comic book journey, how he uh, came up with the story of Home, what he wants people to to get from it, and kind of a, a lot of different things. So one thing I do want to say is that. The audio is going to be a little bit uh, weird on my end, and uh, so if you just want to kind of ignore uh, my questions and listen to Julio's answers, um, that, that would be great, because his audio sounds great. Mine is a little uh, strange. I, I ended up having to fix it in, after the fact, but um, it's a great interview. I really uh appreciate him being on the show and i really encourage you to pick up home it's it's out now it's a great story and i can't wait to to see what happens next in it so uh without further ado here's my interview with julio anta Uh, julio anta thank you for being on the podcast i really appreciate you being here uh i really want to get in and start and start talking about how much i enjoy uh how much I enjoyed the first issue of Home, but but the first thing I always do is I, I kind of ask like where your your comic book journey uh, started. Sure, like, fan of comics before, like what uh, what were your favorites and and kind of like uh, what what did that journey look like? Definitely. Well, Darren, thanks for having me. Really excited to be here. Um, yeah, my uh, my comic book journey. Um, I kind of grew up in the era of uh anime and manga like the tsunami era dragon ball z um that was kind of my entryway into any form of comics or manga culture uh watching these shows um and then one day i uh one of my friends told me about i'm from miami originally um i'm in new york now um but a friend told me about this anime store um called anime hurricane back in miami um, and I went there for the first time and it was, you know, kind of for the era for like the late 90s, early 2000s, pretty typical filled with fan sub uh, VHSs. Mm-hmm. Um, but then they also had a, a Western comic section as well um, where they sold floppies. Um, and I remember the first time I picked one up was Civil War number one. Oh, um, so that was that was my entry into Western comics. Um, but before that, it was it was pretty much all manga all um, real about high school, Dragon Ball Z, uh, mm-hmm. when Shonen Jump existed in the U.S., the physical versions. Um, but yeah, so that was pretty much my entryway into becoming a reader in, of comics. Okay. And what uh, and that transitioned into wanting to write this story like uh, about, uh, and just to kind of throw it out there, I, I really enjoy the subject matter and I love the the realism how because there's a lot of there's a lot of deep not even like subtext but there's a lot of of there's a lot of deep rich elements of the story. So how did home come about? Like how what was the sure. where did the idea uh, come from? 
Yeah. Um, so I guess for, for anybody who's listening uh, or watching and isn't familiar with the book, um, Home is essentially, it's a five-issue miniseries from Image Comics. Um, it is about a boy and his mother who seek asylum in the U.S. and are then separated during the family separation uh, policy. Um, and then uh, during the stress and the trauma of that separation, uh, something begins to change in him. Um, and, uh, essentially, you know, for me, my background, uh, I mentioned I was born in Miami. Um, one side of my family is Cuban refugees. The other side of my family are, um, formerly undocumented Colombian immigrants. Um, and growing up in Miami, obviously it's a very rich, uh, Latino culture, Cuban culture for the most part. Um, so watching the events of the last four years unfold, especially family separation, uh, was really difficult for me. Um, my father came to this country as a three-year-old, um, and I saw him in the eyes of a lot of these children who were being ripped away from their parents. At the time, I was also a new father, so I also saw my son in the eyes of these kids. Um, and while my family's immigration story is very different from Juan, the boy in the book that that I wrote, um, you know, I think there's a lot of parallels and basing the book in our current day struggle, um, it made the most sense for it to be the story that we presented with Juan. Um, so for me, the the idea for the book kind of sprung from these feelings of, you know, anger and betrayal over what I was seeing happening in this country. Um, and also of, um, you know, of feeling helpless in a sense of not being able to do anything about it. Um, so while this was all happening, I kind of threw myself into researching as much as I could about what was happening, listening to interviews with a lot of these families who had no idea where their kids were at that point or how to get them back. Um, and then eventually when I had the idea for the book, it felt like I, I found a positive outlet, a positive outlet for all of this research that I'd been doing um, and I think in hindsight, it's it was some sort of way of coping with what was going on um, and the helplessness of, of what was happening. Um, so when I when I had the idea for home, it felt like a like a, a positive outlet to try to reflect the times and, um, you know, do something positive that maybe exposes people to this issue for the first time. And if it's not their first time, maybe it humanizes it to them for the first time, um, because I'm sure, as you know, from reading it. Um, there's the book is set within a particular political landscape, right. but it's not about that political landscape. It's about the way those those policies and politics affect uh, this family and all of those around them that are, you know, sucked into this cruel form of, of deterrence. Um, so that's pretty much where it came from. initially. Right, and I was thinking about that because it's it would have been easy to kind of go with the the big political argument and push aside or not necessarily talk about the human element of it. And what I enjoyed about, about home, what I enjoyed, especially about that first issue is that, yeah, there, there, the trauma of, of what's going on, the trauma of this, uh, of the family separation is the, is the focus. So it's not, you're not having a bunch of political arguments about, is this wrong? Is this right? And, and, but you're seeing the effect that it's having on Juan and his mother. And it's it's devastating, especially to read, just kind of thinking about, I mean, as as a father, just I thinking about how yeah. 
that could happen was something that is personally jarring. So uh, a question I would have is like, well, how would, how do you kind of pitch something like that? How do you have that conversation with like, editors and, and a comic yeah. company and say, Hey, you know what? I know, uh, I know there are contingents of comic book fans who are, are who are absolutely against anything having to do with the horrors of the real world, but I want to write a story about fa- uh, family separation. Yeah. Like, how, do, uh, how do you have that, that conversation? Um, you know, it's, it, it's interesting because this, this is a book that, so this is my, this is my first book, um, pub, you know, properly published book. Um, prior to this, I had written a lot of mini comics that, you know, I put online for free um, I also have a graphic novel that is written and being illustrated right now. It's not out yet, um, but this oh, is essentially, there. yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is essentially my, my first book. Um, and when I was pitching it, it was also my first book. This was before from that. Um, and, you know, it, it, it's not even being marketed yet because it's, it's far out from being released. Um, right. So I was coming to these publishers as somebody who has never published anything with a book that, um, a lot of people would, would deem political, um, mm-hmm. which I, I understand. I think that's probably the simplest way for a lot of people to talk about it. Um, but for me, it's, it's, it's about a subject that should not be political at all. Right. Um, it should just be about humanity. Um, but, but it was a, it wasn't, it was a tough pitching process because I did pitch almost every, uh, you know, indie publisher that, you know, you can think of, mm-hmm. um, and a lot of them, you know, a lot of them were very nice and, you know, passed on it. Some of them said that, you know, they thought it was important, but too political for them. Um, others obviously just didn't, you know, respond. I'm, I'm nobody at this point, you know, nobody knows who I am. Um, but I went to New York Comic Con in 2019 and uh, essentially I was on my phone looking up images of editors trying to match those faces to people at booths um, and just cold pitching them. Um, and it was a really interesting experience, uh, one that at this point I probably wouldn't replicate for another book. Um, but, you know, it's early on, you don't, you know, I don't really know exactly how this works yet, how to pitch a book. Um, but essentially I ended up at Images Booth and I pitched um, the editor of one of their imprints. And um, she was really, she was really into the book, um, ultimately didn't think that, like, that it was the right fit for her imprint. Um, but really, really cared about it, really thought that Image Central uh, would be interested in it. Um, And it ended up taking a while. This is 2019 of October for New York Comic Con. Um, But eventually, you know, it made its way up to Eric Stevenson, the publisher, um, and he was into it. um, And, you know, and that that, that was it. Um, So, so yeah, it's been a, it's, you know, I think that's that's not the story that most people would tell you about publishing a book with Image. Um, but I think, you know, it found the the people that were interested in telling the story and weren't concerned with, you know, these contingents of the comics community that we both know um, yeah. that are already, you know, I'm already seeing videos on YouTube. I'm already seeing, you know, all sorts of things being said about this book from that side of, you know, the Internet. Um, but you know, image, let me do exactly what I wanted to do with this book. Um, you know, there was never any point where they interfered in the writing process or said, you know, like, Hey, maybe we should tone this down or change that. You know, it was essentially what's printed in the book is exactly what, 
you know, we wanted to do with this book. And, you know, I'm, I feel super grateful and lucky to have found a publisher that let us do just that. Well, I appreciate that too. Cause again, I'm, I'm a, I'm a definitely a fan of the, of the first issue I want to read on. I want to see where the story is going, especially like the, the, the end. I'm, I'm not going to spoil anything cause I'm definitely going to recommend everybody go and pick <laughs> it up. But the, the world building in a lot of books, they, they do like world building, big, uh, big open worlds and different characters and things, but you're kind of taking something that's, uh, that essentially we know, and you're making it about the people within it. So yeah. um, where does the story kind of go without spoiling it? Like, is sure. uh, uh, where does it kind of go as far as um, like what happened, what's going to happen with Juan, what's going to happen with, with his mom? Like, are we going to, mm-hmm. I don't want to uh, say, I want to ask a lot of questions. <laughs> I, don't wanna, I don't want to spoil it for myself, let alone spoil yeah. it for everybody that's going to read it. But um, is this in, fi- in, in five issues, like how big do you want to do you want to make it or is it do you want to uh concentrate on the characters themselves like just say hey you know this this happened but i want you to to see what's going to happen to them yeah so um so yeah you know uh to your point it's very uh it's it's a very grounded first issue um there's towards the end there is a you know fantasy element which you know, to be honest with you, it's we we had to spoil it in the solicitations to an extent. You know, it's it's hard to talk about it without doing that. Um, but I'll say that the book throughout its five issue run uh, is a book about Juan um, and what home means to him, what family means to him. Um, in the first issue, we know that he has family in the U.S. Um, and, uh, by the end of the first issue, we see that he is, he's alone. He's by himself now. Um, he's, he's not with his mother and he's not in captivity anymore. Um, and, uh, it's essentially a book about survival, essentially, you know, um, there, there, you know, well, I'll just say that there are superhuman elements to the book. Um, but that's not, that's not the point. Um, the point of the book is, how does a immigrant child who is alone in this country in a strange place, not knowing the language um, with inevitably people out looking for him now, how does he survive in this world? Um, How does he find his family and other people that might be able to help him? Um, And how could this possibly be, you know, the idea of an immigrant with superhuman abilities in the era that this book takes place in, what would be the inevitable response from the government? And how could this possibly be brought to any sort of conclusion? Um, that's pretty much where we go with this. Um, and I've, I've been in other interviews, I've, I've been pretty open about the fact that this is a five issue miniseries. And if we only get these five issues, it is a complete story that, you know, you can feel satisfied reading. Um, but if it is successful, it is something that, you know, I have so many more stories that I'd love to tell with Juan and his family. Um, but it is it is a, you know, succinct story with, you know, an end point by the end of it. Um, but, but, you know, there's, I think with any story like this, there's, there's a lot of open questions that may still be open by the end of the book. Um, but, but I would ultimately to answer your question, I'd say it's, it's the book about survival essentially. Yeah. And I definitely get, get that. And it's, 
again, it's one of those, uh, one of the things that I enjoyed about the first issue, especially. And again, uh, I enjoyed the themes, I enjoyed the characters, I enjoyed the plot, and I enjoyed the world because again, and I, I'm sorry to keep kind of throwing it out there, but it's like you get the sense that the the tension, the tension, the political tension aside, the personal tension aside, like Juan's story seems just seems really interesting to me, and even especially with the the superhuman uh, elements, and and I, I hate to kind of blow smoke spoke smoke but i kind of want to see like where this story evolves like even after that like you were talking about like you're you're telling a complete story in in five issues Mm -hmm. but i think that but i personally think that just from the first issue there's so much potential for so much to be told so i i would i I, again i'm i'm definitely on board to with this story but i kind of want to see uh where the world evolves as far as with that but as far as the um, the series of the subject matter, um, were there any like personal things that you found hard to write about? As far as in in this series, like like what would what yeah would yeah? I mean, it was it was a really difficult uh, book to write. Um, you know, it was it was a lot of research intent. It was very research intensive. Um, you know, I there's a moment. Um, in the third issue that is pretty much pulled from directly from a podcast that I listened to, which was a conversation between a mother um, who, and her son who had been taken from her. Um, and for those who, you know, maybe aren't familiar or don't remember, um, you know, it wasn't just separation at the border. It was separation and then shipping kids out to other parts of the country without their parents having any idea you know, this particular um, conversation that I heard, it was a phone call between a mother and her son. Um, you know, this this happened uh, in Texas and her son ended up in the Bronx here in New York at, you know, some shelter. Um, and she had no idea where he was up until the point that they had this phone call. And she's just crying and apologizing to him for ever bringing him here, because if she knew that this would happen, she never would have. Um, and I think what a lot of people miss is that, um, and I, I try to address it without being too expository in the first issue, which is these people who are being separated from their families, they're going through a legal process. Yeah. You know, the, the asylum process is a legal process. Um, whatever anybody may think about people, you know, crossing the border illegally, um, you know, living in the country without documentation, whatever you might think about that. This is something different. This is a legal process. This is declaring yourself at a port of entry and saying, hey, I'm here to asking for asylum because of X, Y, and Z. And essentially what generally happens is their claim for asylum is essentially uh, spoken about. They decide the veracity of, of what these people are saying, whether it's true or not. And usually they're they're let out into the country with a you know with a bracelet with an electronic bracelet and a court date that will settle essentially whether or not they'll be allowed to stay, right. and that's how it's been done for a long time, and then from one day to another that changed uh, a few years ago and family separation began. Um, so you know, it was it was really difficult to write, mostly because of the research, but then also putting these conversations and this voice into these characters. Um, 
there were a lot of points when I, when I had to stop, when I had to put it aside, you know, when, when I was writing and, you know, crying while writing it, you know, and tearing up because of how angry this made me and how emotional it made me. Um, and, you know, it's only been a few days since the first issue came out, but it, I've been hearing similar responses from, from readers as the, you know, the experience that I had writing it. Um, so yeah, it was, it was a really difficult book to write. Yeah. And it's, it's definitely something that you get, like, if you look beyond the, the surface and when in that first issue, yeah. And that's one of the things that caught me. It's like, yes, they, one of the things that, uh, that, that caught my attention was as they're on this journey and these changes are being made and they have no idea. They, they don't know about it. They know, like mm-hmm. they know what the process is. They know that they're, that they're going to go through the process. They're expecting one thing and then they come to this country and it's, and it's completely different, but they did yeah. everything right. They did everything mm-hmm. they were supposed to do and still had to deal with, with family separation. And you can't, yeah. you can't separate I mean, you you can in a sense, and and people do. They kind of separate what is from what they'd like it to be, and and mm-hmm. and a lot of there are a lot of people who believe immigration all uh, encompasses one thing, and they don't mm-hmm. think about the, the nuance of people who do the right thing, do the right yeah. thing, and, and because it's it's all packaged as well immigrant as one as one thing I'm, I'm kind of rambling on that but yeah no no definitely sense it's like they don't they don't see it as people doing what they look at as as a monolith of illegal immigration yeah and I, and i would say also um you know just because you 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 bring up a good point especially with with using the word monolith you know um you know i think with with most minority groups people like to view each group as its own monolith you know and I, you know, looking at my background, for example, being Cuban and Colombian, these are both very different immigration experiences just within my own family. Now, if you want to encapsulate South America, the Caribbean, Central America, Mexico, we might look at all of these people as Latinos or Latinx people, but these are people coming from all sorts of different situations, um, you know, classes, generations of migration, um, you know, and different ways of, of immigrating as well, you know. So in this story, we're telling a very specific story of a specific way of, of a specific migration story. Um, but yeah, people like to view immigration as, you know, one one topic and say that there is, you know, a so-called right way to do it and a so-called wrong way to do it. But in the case of this book, it is the legal right way to do it that they approach this Um so, so yeah, you know, it's, um, I hope, uh, you know, I hope that there's, that people read this and, you know, maybe come away thinking differently than they did. Um, I know that most of the readers of this book are probably going to be like-minded people. Um, but I hope that some people do come across this and maybe for the first time see a story about individuals rather than the headlines and how this may have affected real people, um, thousands of real people because it because it did yeah i agree because i was definitely going to ask like what uh what were some important things you hope people get from this story and i absolutely agree that i hope that i hope that people look at it and see it as individuals rather than 
a group. I, can, I hope they, I hope people pick it up and and see the nuance of the story rather than what you know, rather than what their perception of what mm-hmm. immigration is. And even beyond that, it's a really cool kind of superhero origin story. <laughs> just at the end of just kind of going back to like being a comic mm-hmm. book fan, I like that I I see a I see a really cool kind of superhero origin story in this. Mm-hmm. In that he's you know Juan is dealing with not only being separated from his mother and being in a new country and not knowing anybody and seeing things that are happening, but he's a, a but and his fear kind of manifesting his powers. But then I want to see like how, what happens, what does he do with those powers once he's, mm-hmm. once he gets the, once he starts to master them, like where, what does he yeah. do with them? So that's, even on that note, that that's, it's, it's, it's an interesting story. For yeah. Yeah. And you know, the, to, to add to the question that you asked earlier also about what, where it goes, you know, um, there's, you know, there's kind of, there's different routes that I think, you know, different people would think to take if they were, you know, if they found themselves with these powers and also in a situation where, you know, maybe you're being hunted by the government or you are, you know, being treated at the very least as a criminal. Um, you know, there's different ways you can go about this, right? Um, and, uh, and there, you know, that's a conversation that takes place throughout the course of the book. You know, what do we, do we fight back? Do we hide uh, do we run? Do we leave? Um, and that's really a conversation that I'm having throughout the entire book. Um, not necessarily presenting uh, what the right answer is, because I think the right answer is different for different people. Um, but but that's definitely something that that you know the book is in conversation with throughout, and the you know in the history of you know the X Men, Superman. Um, I, I wrote this book specifically for because I've asked, a lot of people have asked me why I didn't put it out as a graphic novel, for example, and why it's serialized in five issues. Um, but I put this book out specifically for the direct market because I wanted to speak to the audience that that reads direct market comics, um, and you know that's an audience that uh, you know I, I have no idea what the percentage is, but a very large percentage of it is superhero stories. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I've thought like many other people in the past have thought that there's really interesting parallels between the superhero origin story and the immigrant experience. And we've seen yeah. that we, we've seen that time and again. And I think this is, you know, this is me trying to do my, you know, my version of that. Well, I absolutely agree. And again, I, I'm, I'm a huge fan of the first issue. So I'm already locked into reading the rest of the story and, I really appreciate uh, getting the chance to talk to you about it. Just kind of uh, hearing more about the the process and what you what you want people to get from the story itself. So, if uh, you wanted anybody to to follow you on social media, where would they be able to to find you? At? Yeah, uh, you know, it's just my name at Twitter and Instagram, Julio Juanta, um, and my website as well, Julioanta dot com. Um, I have some mini comics there that I mentioned earlier. Um, those links up in the uh, let me put all those links on the on the website and uh, yeah. in notes for the for the podcast itself. So they can cool, yeah, it. follow me there. Um, a reprint of the first issue uh, just got solicited, so that'll be. I think that's available May twelfth, which is the Wednesday before issue two. Um, so you know, I, I'm not sure when this is going to be posted, but if you uh, hear it before then, let your shop know. 
All right. Uh, Juliana, thank you again for, for being on the podcast. Uh, the first issue of Home is out now from Image Comics. I definitely recommend everybody pick it up. It's a great story, and it looks like it's going to lead into an, uh, a, a great series. So um, thank you again uh, for being for, for being on the show. Of course. I, thanks for having me. Once again, I want to thank Julio Anta for being on uh, the Superpowered Fancast this week. Uh, you can find him on Twitter at Julio Anta. Uh, also, there'll be links to his website, which he also has some great uh, graphic short stories that are available for free to read. Uh, so de I definitely recommend you check them out. And I absolutely recommend you check out Home. It's currently available from, uh, from Image Comics. But you can also find me on uh, Twitter at SuperpoweredFan. Uh, you can find uh, everything uh, from movie reviews, TV reviews, comic book reviews on the website, superpoweredfancast.com. Uh, you can email me any questions you have, uh, any thoughts, concerns, things you like, things you don't, superpoweredfancast at gmail.com. Until then, this is Darren for Superpowered Fancast, signing off.